Hello everybody, Ben Rogers here, the Raptors Digest. Riker, it's been a whirlwind in NBA free agency. It seems like the whole league is changing teams. Stuff we didn't expect, stuff we expected for the last couple weeks are happening. The Toronto Raptors have been quiet so far. We're we're making this podcast now as the Kawhi rumors are coming through, so maybe he'll get he'll sign with the Raptors or the Lakers or something during this podcast. But as of now, the Raptors ha- haven't made any big moves, but they have picked up one player. Matt Thomas, he played in the EuroLeague. He has a really interesting kind of skill set to bring into the Raptors. What are your just initial thoughts on bringing in Matt Thomas to the team? Well, my initial thoughts, Ben, and this will be the highlight of the podcast, is a 48.5% three-point shooter. Now, albeit, he's a 6'4", white guy, you know, not in a racist way, but I, I don't know what that reflects upon his athleticism, right? But he could be a sharpshooter, Ben. He could be a two-guard that comes off the bench, firing away, getting a few points for the Raptors. Yeah, certainly. You know, Masai Ujiri, he's got his scouts all over the world playing. And to just a bit of a background on this guy, you mentioned he's 6'4", about 195 pounds. He played at Iowa State. And you you mentioned the 48% three-point shooting. It's it's a ridiculously high number. He's looked at as a great shooter from all over the floor. He can score off the dribble. He, he has a good feel for the game. He's, and apparently he's a decent rebounder as well for the guard position. He's not going to be Reggie Evans or Dwight Howard or something out there. But certainly a guy that, that can get some boards. But you brought it up. His athleticism is apparently average for for a guard wing you want in the NBA. So he's not going to lock any guys down. He gets beat off the dribble a lot. So he's your prototypical three-point shooting specialist. Maybe the his defense has improved. It's... It's a bit better, and maybe Nick Nurse and the training staff can get his defense up. But a guy that can knock down threes and come into the game, whether he probably, well, it's a three-year, $4.5 million contract, so he's not coming in expected to start and get a lot of minutes. But a guy that can maybe come off the bench and knock down a shot is always valuable to an NBA team. Ben, you're absolutely right. And Masai Ujiri, we've broken this down a million times. He has a an, an eye, a knack for picking out the... The diamond in the rough, mm-hmm. the needle in the haystack, right? His developmental staff and the recruiting team, they just do a fantastic job in finding players that seemingly other teams ignore or yep. that just slip way down the radar. So you're right. We never expect for these players to come in with immediate impact, right? Mm-hmm. And guys like Pascal Siakam now who are pivotal towards the future of the Toronto Raptors, three years ago or two years ago, he wasn't a guy that anybody had any expectations crazy yeah. expectations yeah exactly no no crazy expectations for but now he's a pivotal piece right so that's the development that's key so getting him on a three-year contract is pretty good and it's worth mentioning that a lot of the players on the Toronto Raptors championship team they had inspiring backstories they had tragic backstories with death and uh, struggles in their early come-ups and this guy Matt Thomas all the same suffered a tragedy um, at 11 years old his father committed suicide, so he has something that I would expect probably motivates him as a player as well, and that's not to say that it's going to have any bearing on how he does in the league, but, you know, it's a guy that probably has a good work ethic, and that's the one thing that the, the Toronto Raptors really relish is a player that, like Fred Van Vliet, like Pascal Siakam, they just work every single day, and they build up to become a good player. Yeah, no, certainly. There's You brought it up. The whole championship roster has had inspiring stories, so... It, it's the kind of those are the kind of guys the people that can overcome things that Masai Jerry really looks at or it seems he looks at 
because his scouting, we're we're not really in the insider info on Masai Ujiri's scouting, but certainly seems like a guy that would fit in with the team. And a lot of people have brought up after this signing, Riker, that Danny Green, he's been talking to a lot of teams. The Dallas Mavericks have been brought up. The Spurs actually have been brought up. The Lakers. And maybe this is insurance on Danny Green possibly fleeing in free agency. We made a video on if the Raptors are going to bring him back because he's looking for a long-term big money deal. Do you think this has any implications on whether or not Danny Green is going to get brought back? Or is do you, do you think this is just a minute move that Masai Ujiri is taking a risk on a 24-year-old from Europe? Yeah, it's a good question, Ben. I, I don't think that this has any weight towards what the situation is with Danny Green. Mm-hmm. I think Danny Green has made it pretty clear that for the most part, he's following Kawhi Leonard yep. right, and the money. Mm-hmm. Because he's made it clear, he's stated that he wants... A certain contract, he wants a certain amount of money, a certain amount of longevity, and so you would as a role player, yeah. right? You want certainty because one year anything can change. Exactly. Yeah. He's an aging guy, and he's been on multiple podcasts where he's been very candid to say that he wants to be in an opportunity where he can win, yeah. right? And he would also like, because of the relationship that he's had from such a long amount of time now with Kawhi Leonard, that he will probably follow or reflect his move. So I think if we see Kawhi Leonard make a move for the Toronto Raptors, uh, Danny Green is going to be following along. What I see this more so being is we traded away or got rid of a lot of the bench, right? Mm-hmm. There was uh, throughout the the past regular season, right? We had one of the biggest benches in the league and thankfully we cut down and shortened our roster. But now we need to go back to having that 13th, 14th man assurance, right? Or insurance. Yeah. Not that they're going to be playing, but we just need to stack the roster and make sure there's guys that we can develop up at some point. That's what I think. For- I don't think it has anything to do with Danny Green. Yeah, no, that's a very fair point. And we've brought up on multiple occasions. The Toronto Raptors, they traded a lot of their depth for the the top eight guys to be fully functional, full in full form, you know, the Marcus All trade, all the moves that Masai Jerry has made. But that has left for a lot of expiring deals, one year contracts at the end of our bench who are aging veterans, so to speak. Jody Meeks, Eric Moreland, guys that don't necessarily have a massive future with the Toronto Raptors. Maybe they do, but it's not the young guys. Because in past years, we had Pascal Siakam, DeLon Wright, Norman Powell on our deep bench. And the, you looked at those guys as people with futures with the team. And maybe Masai Ujiri is looking to reload the deep bench with young guys that could possibly come in. And a 24-year-old that is playing very well in Europe that's a that's a very intriguing prospect to come over. He actually played in the with the LA Lakers in their G League or sorry, Summer League team when Lonzo Ball and Kyle Kuzma on their roster and they end up winning the Summer League championship and he was a name that was kind of thrown in the shadows because Kuzma had a breakout seat or Summer League and Lonzo Ball was the talk of the town and all that. So, but he had a I believe a 26 point game in their playoff run. He hit a lot of threes. I think he ended the Summer League playoffs shooting 14 of 16 from the three-point line, so he's shown that he can do it against some NBA competition, and obviously the EuroLeague is some of the best basketball in the world outside of the NBA, so I'm encouraged to see this guy come over and possibly come off the bench, be looking for minutes. We've brought up the point that the Toronto Raptors uh, in the regular season usually have that second guard position going and playing a lot of minutes during the regular season, and we don't really have that guy established right now. We're going to make a video on Jeremy Lin if we should bring him back, but he was the guy that was expected to, to do that for the Toronto Raptors, but he struggled last season, but... Maybe this guy could fill that role, especially if Norman Powell's playing the three. OG is, we're not sure where he's at. You know, maybe he could come in and play a role on this roster and maybe creep into the rotation. 
You're totally right. Uh, bringing up Jeremy Lin mm-hmm. because I think more indicative of this move is that Jeremy Lin's future with the Toronto Raptors is as uncertain as ever, yep. um, rather than Danny Green, right? Because I could see us putting our trust more in a guy that has the ability to develop, as we've talked yep. about, rather than somebody who has come in and really disappointed what we expected of him. Now, given it wasn't a huge risk to take, yep. given he was on a very small contract, but um, yeah, it, it will be interesting to see what happens in that front. I wouldn't expect to see Jeremy uh, Lin re-sign, but we will get into that. But um, with Matt Thomas... Mm-hmm. Liga ACB, it's a it's a pretty respectable league in the European league, yep. uh, or pretty yeah. And he I, his points dropped, and I'm looking at it now. But it seems like he switched teams, and so he got less minutes, took less shots per game. But he ended up increasing his uh, field goal percentage. He increased his three point percentage. So uh, although he was playing less minutes, I think he he thrived even more as a rotation piece. It seems just from looking at the stats, because I don't think either one of us really watch yeah. the European league games. But uh, it is an intriguing guy because if you can come out in a high, at a high level, yep. right, and have a confident shot, and that's really all that you're being asked to do when you're out there on the court is to hit open shots, then you're a person that you're going to find some some court time in the regular season, just as you said. Yep, certainly. And you brought up the fact that he's been able to do it as a role player. One thing that a lot of players that are on the fringe of getting into the NBA struggle with are they've grown, come up in high school, come up in college, the G League, European leagues, and they're the best player on the team. They have the ball in their hands 24-7, and that's the only way they're effective. They're rhythm shooters. They need to get 10 shots a game for them to, to be hitting things. But for a guy that to to improve as he went to a better team and got less minutes, that that's intriguing because the NBA is at the highest level. The Toronto Raptors are a championship team. He's not going to come in here and take shots away from Kawhi Leonard if he stays, but if he doesn't, Pascal Siakam, Kyle Lowry, whoever's on the roster, he's not going to take shots away from them. So if he can come in the game, float around, and be flow with the offense and knock down his shots even if he doesn't play for 12, a half, a quarter, anything like that, that that's very encouraging. 100%, Ben. And like you said, the league has been shaken up. We're still obviously anticipating Kawhi Leonard and what's going to happen there because he's the biggest name that's left. Mm-hmm. Almost all of the free agents have already been signed, right? We've been hearing a yep. lot about the big names, but I recently checked to see the smaller name guys that aren't getting the as much publicity, and most people are locked in now to a contract. So we're really waiting, but this is, you know, it's fun. At least we have something on the the Raptors side that's rolling now, and hopefully this momentum turns into the biggest fish in the pond soon. Certainly. It's kind of weird to be talking about the, the fringe guys on the Toronto Raptors right now while Kawhi Leonard's still a play, but we've got to break down everything when it happens, so stay tuned to the Raptors Digest. You're the best for making it this far. Check out the Twitter, the Instagram, all that cool stuff. We'll keep you updated on anything Toronto Raptors, Kawhi Leonard, Danny Green, all the free agents we have going now, so subscribe to the channel. Riker, you have any last words? You better stay, Kawhi. You better stay, my man. Please. <laughs> Please. <Cheers. laughs>